what it is, man. Detroit versus everybody, man. Detroit, we rip the hardest, man. We gain the hardest. You know what? You know what it is, man. Detroit, CJ, holla at your boy when we get home. Man in boxing, led the flare cops. Shout out to Goodfella Sports TV. Yo, this is Deontay DeBron from a while, the WBC heavyweight champion of the world. And I'd like to give a big shout out to CJ Goodfella Sports TV. Bomb squad, baby. Man, look here, man. 122 pounds and 25, man. Watch the Goodfella Sports TV. Hey, you. Yeah, I'm talking to you. You right there watching this video, waiting for this live stream to start, or just watching the membership. Video man, and why you should join the membership. Let's talk about it real quick expeditiously. Um, we got the three levels you got the rookie level, you got loyalty badges, you got custom emoji badges, and you have members on the live stream. As we get more people flowing in uh, to join the membership, I have members only live chat. That means everybody can see the video that want to see the video, but only members will be able to check. That's three dollars a rookie. Dog Star, you get personal shout outs before the videos. Maybe after the video, mostly likely before the videos. Um, give a priority to reply in the chat. Uh, so as soon as I see you, I reply before anybody else. Get early access to pretty much all my non-boxing videos. Um, there, ten dollars a month. Then we got the boxing pound for pound superstar for all my boxing boys and, and gals out there. Get early access to prediction and most of our boxing content, virtual video collaborations, and open debate. So you know, if you want to pre-record or go live and debate me for a whole video. You got you got early access to new videos, some of the videos in the All Stars World too, and priority reply in the comments. So I see in the comments you get priority reply. No incident, twenty dollars a month. So uh, let me know what you guys do, what you think. Don't have a Patreon no more. So here's where you're gonna get some of that exclusive content I used to have on the Patreon. Peace. All right, man. Have to crack the window real quick. Appreciate everybody for tapping in. Uh, we're going to talk about what transpired yesterday with uh, Jaime Munguia, uh defeating Dimitri Ballard. And, you know, should he, who should he fight next? Is he moving too slow? Talk about Kel Brook Amir Khan. Khan kind of retired, said he don't love it no more. Uh, what should Kel Brook do? Ugas said he'll fight Terrence Crawford in the Spanish interview. Also heard between the grapevine that uh, – he asked Al Heyman for the fight. Also, then you got Oscar Valdez, who uh, posted some coffee, and Shakira Stevenson made a joke. I mean, we can go many which ways here. Uh, appreciate everybody for tapping in. Uh, if you're listening on YouTube, check me out. Listen to the, the replay on Spotify at uh, Goodfellow TV Podcast on Spotify. Also, listen to it on Anchor, Goodfellow TV Podcast as well all right if you listen to it on, on twitch good on, on the podcast you can find me on youtube goodfella tv you also can find me on twitch goodfella underscore tv 313 hopefully i gear up to start some gaming but uh appreciate everybody for coming on tonight what's going on let's talk about what we had going on last night so uh so yeah i mean you know, I don't know where we could start. I guess we start off with the Shakira Stevenson joke. That was kind of funny. Um, which, you know, Oscar Valdez, Shakira Stevenson signed a fight. I don't know why we still low on that end, but ain't nothing I can do about it. Sound effects. It's been going on three days since it's been low. I'm going to have to hit them up on their Discord about the inferior project. But, um, so yeah, Oscar Valdez posted something as far as he was drinking some, uh, like some coffee or something like that. 
Insecure Stevenson. Wesley said, make sure that coffee ain't got none of that uh that special green tea uh stuff he had in there. But uh let me see if I can find it real quick. Oh yeah, they all hear him and Jake Powell out here clowning them. So uh hold on. So here we go real quick. Let's get this out the way. So here we go right here with Oscar Valdez posted video. <laughs> posting the video, him drinking that drink, smoking that smoke, gang banging. So, you know, he says that uh 6.30 a.m., he drinking coffee. Hopefully it ain't the coffee he had last time. So I don't know. He's showing off his life. Whatever you got going on here. Showing off the birds and stuff. Seemed like a samurai send-off. He had the Hoover Dam. He running. He running. Got the car behind him. Glad I muted that. <laughs> you know, so he up early in the morning. Uh, Drinking that drink. So Secure Stevenson said, hey, champ, make sure your coffee is clean. We don't want the tea situation to happen all over again. Jake Paul jumped in and said, laugh out loud. His meat, his meat got steroids in it. We know what Eddie, Eddie doing. So Eddie Renoso, uh did make his fighter sign a, a non-disclosure agreement about, uh, hold on. He made them sign a non-disclosure agreement that uh well i don't say nine he made them sign an agreement saying that he ain't got nothing to do with you get popped for pets he ain't got nothing to do with strength and conditioning he ain't got nothing to do with none of that so yeah he did put something out there like that and um he making them sign the waiver and you know at the end of the day it is what it's funny it's part of selling the fight secure stevenson said he promised selling the fight they trying to make you know secure stevenson and oscar valdez feel bad because um he trying to make them feel bad because Katie Taylor and Mano Serrano fighting on the same day. Like, you know, it is what it is. It's like, hey, somebody got to get KO'd. Somebody got to get that work. So, I mean, at the end of the day, I don't care nothing about Katie Taylor and Mano Serrano fighting. I can care less. Point blank, period. I can care less about them fighting, you know. Um, do I? Am I anticipating? No, just because they say it's the biggest female fight. I mean, what, I mean, you know, if you're the tallest midget, what they got to do with it? <laughs> you feel me? If you're the tallest midget, I mean, still a midget. So, I mean, like I said before, it is what it is. I really, I really can care less. You know, if you know, I happen not to be doing nothing, I, I fall in and watch it. It's no disrespect, Sturdy Q in the comments. As he said, Super Santi, he on that, he got that Super Latte. <laughs> might have some of that stuff that that teacher uh, husband put in her cupcakes and eddie might be eddie might be christening their coffee y'all seen that story crazy kids can't even go to school and get a good cupcake no more people wild but yeah you know make sure your tea clean you know we don't want this to be hunging up but he training had almost drag him in the ring um had almost drag him in the ring for uh for him to fight so i mean glad that he actually came in there glad that he did um because if he didn't i don't know secure stevenson i don't know what he would have been doing but 
you know, uh, that would have been on him. But, yeah, kind of funny right there. Jake Paul trying to get in on things and stuff of that nature. It's hilarious to me, bro. Uh, uh, I think that's funny. But uh, other than that, that's it. And as far as that, so let's move on. So shout out to Shakira Stevenson for telling Oscar Valdez to remain clean. So what else we got here? So, okay, yeah, Jaime McGuire actually fought last night, fought Demetrius Ballard. Uh, you look at the ranking the system, obviously it ain't been updated just yet. Demetrius Ballard used to be at 75 and 68 according to the uh, according to the ranking assist, according to the comments, the commentary from last night. They fought in Tijuana. Anytime you're a brother and you about to fight Tijuana, you any opponent, you about to fight in the dual backyard, you about to get slaughtered. So he was ranked number 11th in the WBO, um, but he was not ranked. He was not ranked in any other sanctioned belt body. So, I mean, obviously, man, he came out tentative. Shot to Barry Hunter. Ain't too much you can do. He came out tentative. He got smoked. I mean, that's it. Jaime looked terrible. He didn't even get smoked by the best version of Jaime Munguia. He got smoked by he got smoked by a drain version of Jaime Munguia. You know, guy that look like he ain't bitter. I don't know. That's why people don't like uh that's why people don't like uh, uh fighters to fight at home. All the different distractions, all different type of stuff, man. And Jaime looked like a Jaime looked like a shell of himself last night. And Dimitri Ballard, I don't even know what his credentials is, bro. Like, I mean, come on. And it's time for Jaime to step it up, bro. Honestly, I don't even know what this cast's credentials are. He's six feet, 74 inch arms, Temple Hills, Maryland. I don't even know what the hell that is. 52% knockout ratio. I mean, he beat Yamaguchi Falcoa. Uh, oh, he had a draw with Falcoa. I mean, Paul Venezuela. I mean, I mean, I only noticed a couple names on this on this resume. Uh I mean, mm, only notable one is Hami Gucci Falcoa. He had 95, 95, 95, 95, 97, 93. Uh, so that's it. Now, I don't really know most of the people he fought, but he got a draw. That's first Yamaguchi Falcoa, solid fighter. Brother Escovay Falcoa is supposed to be fighting another dude that uh, Demetrius Zandra didn't fight. Janabic for the title. So these two and four are supposed to be fighting for the WBO middleweight title. So, I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, people can say, well, you know, uh, Jaime Munguia, he ain't doing much in the sport of boxing, uh, fighting bums and moving slow. But, hey, at least he ain't holding up no belt. I, I can't say that. At least he ain't holding up no belt hostage. Straight up and down. He ain't holding no belts up. They ain't got nothing to do with him. He ain't holding no belts up. Uh, but then again, it is time to step up. It is time to fight Charlo. Have you seen Charlo last few fights? Keep calling out Golovkin, but you come out like you did last night, Golovkin going to spark you. Even this old Golovkin could crack. So, like I said before, I mean, you know, physically he looked soft. Physically, I mean, he fell out the way in. Literally, he fell out on the flow. You know what I'm saying? And he looked pretty frail, looked pretty weight-drained, and Dimitri Ballard still can't do nothing with him. He spotted Dimitri Zandra, let me Dimitri Ballard, some points. And then he called it, Dimitri Ballard called himself Big Meech. Like, bro, you got to get rid of that name. I thought they were saying Big Chief at first. And he's talking about Big Meech. I said, ah, you ain't no Big Meech player. I think I'm Big Meech. No, <laughs> you ain't no Big Meech. Coming up here talking about I'm Big Meech. I'm Big Meech. Nah, brother. 
You ain't no Big Meech, brother. You are not Big Meech. You know, the way you performed last night, I don't know what we gonna call you. You know, but, you know, he came out, got a check. Hopefully the check was worth it. If it wasn't worth it, so be it. I mean, but as far as what Jaime Maguire need to do next, um, I know what he's going to do next. I can't tell you all that, though. I know at least I know what the plan was. You know, but, you know, like I said before, I think he go. I think Charlo, her Charlo having some issues moving up, uh, making 168 pounds. This is my assumption right here. Um, I think he might go for vacant WBC. Might crack Adamus head. Might crack Eubanks Jr. head. But him and Eubanks would be a nice little fight. Eubanks out here calling out welterweights and kill Brook to fight, which you got all these middleweight fighters you could fought. You know, you Doug could do uh, Golovkin. You weren't trying to fight Demetrius Andrade. Uh, Eubanks is a is a is a is a Euro level fighter. He's a British level fighter. He and the good thing about it, he knows he's a a Euro level british fighter he knows it <laughs> so at least he knows his place in this i thought this was eubanks yesterday for a minute cuz look like eubanks a little bit for full for, for, for real oh like, damn eubanks about to fight Jaime. i'm a little tired last night watching that terrible dunk contest i said it's about to go down like young jock thomas morland salute ben what, what's going on he said salute cj agree time to see Jaime at but at least he's not holding bills up or saying he's the man like Tank Davis. Thank you, Tank. You know, but hey, it is what it is. He got sparked last night. I knew when he was in, I didn't even know the fight was in Tijuana, but I knew when I heard before the ring walks, they was about to go, they was fighting in Tijuana. I said, he in trouble, trouble. So, and it is what it is. That was cool. I mean, so kind of went through that real quick. So it didn't take much time. So, and we got Con and Brooke, as we all seen last night. I picked Amir. I picked Kell Brook like tenth round knockout. Came a little quicker than we thought. Amir Khan is done. He's finished. He's trash. He's garbage. You know, whatever else you got to say along those lines, with everything synonymous with that, that's what Amir Khan is. Amir Khan is booty, 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 butt cheeks. Booty, 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 butt cheeks. That's what he is. You know, swack arms and um. You know, he, didn't he don't have a chin, then he don't have his legs. So think about that for a minute. No chin, no legs. Kell Brook, you know, he tried to drain Kell Brook. It didn't work. Try to make Kell Brook, you know, throw his, throw his damn, change his gloves in the ring. You know, he did everything to irritate Kell Brook. And at the end of the day, all it did was make Kell Brook matter, meaner, and put a hell of an ass whooping on Amir Khan. And that's exactly what happened. That's what Amir Khan was asking for. All them years, Amir Khan, Duck Kell Brook, this is why. This is the end result. This is what he was scared of. It wasn't nothing about purses. It wasn't nothing about him being this undercard. It wasn't nothing about sparring. It was about him being afraid. And a lot of a lot of play, a lot of fighters that come from the same kind of what we have in the talking about the black fighters who fight each other. A lot of the, a lot of regional fighters, they do that. They don't they don't like to fight each other. You know what I'm saying? You know, Tyson Fury was doing everything, kind of looked like he didn't want to fight Dillian White. So do everything his power. Now, Dillian White dragging his feet to sign a contract tomorrow. He will sign it tomorrow. Uh, you know, he just dragging his feet on it. But like the Eastern European fighters, you know, even though it's no such thing as Eastern Europe to some people, you know, they don't like fighting each other. And you see why they don't like fighting each other when Dervachenko fought Triple G, you know? 
It's the same, and that's kind of what the uh, Black America, Black American boxers are becoming. They're becoming like some of those regional fighters that don't like to fight each other because they understand the language. But what kind of masculine is America is a melting pot. You know what I'm saying? America is a melting pot of talent. But, you know, that's what it's pretty much coming down to with the black fighters. It's becoming like the Eastern European and the British level fighters. When they get on, when the British level fighters get on the world level, they don't like to fight each other, not because they're going backwards. It's just as simple that they understand, they understand how to beat them. Once you spar so many uh, British level fighters, you understand the weaknesses and the strengths of, of British level fighters. You know, and that's any fighters. You know, that's why certain black fighters don't want to fight certain black fighters because you can't get away with you can't get away from you can't get away with what you get away with versus you know a Puerto Rican, a versus a Mexican, or versus you know a certain level fighter. But a black fighter, that's why Floyd never liked to fight the black fighters because Floyd knew they knew he couldn't get away. Floyd would really have to thug it out. He really would have to show he got a chin. That's why Floyd didn't like fighting the black fighters, and that's what made Muhammad Ali the greatest of all time. You know, Muhammad Ali beat other great black fighters. He beat everybody in between that was available. You know what I'm saying? That's a fact. Sugar Ray Robinson beat them how they came, but, but Muhammad Ali beat iconic black fighters. I'm talking about Sonny Liston. You're talking about George Foreman. So don't get no more iconic out of that. He fought Norton. He fought Shavers. You know what I'm saying? Even though he lost, a, he was older, he lost, he lost to Larry Holmes. Larry Holmes, one of the greatest heavyweights of all time. That's what made his run so kind. That's why Kakan didn't really want to fight Brooke. He knew that Brooke spoke his language. If I lose to Danny Garcia, I can bounce back. If I lose to uh, a Canelo Alvarez, I get the bag. I can bounce back. You know, I lose to Kell Brook, man, my career over with. And that's why he waited to the last one. Kell Brook holding it up, just trying to make it seem well, Kell Brook fight on emotion. Kell Brook, not an emotional fighter, bro. At least not an over emotional fighter. Amir Khan is an emotional fighter. When Amir Khan feel like he he up in the fight and he he winning, he let his emotions he let his emotions get the best of him and make him over jealous or or or, or, or overconfident, and that's why he get his hands caught in the cookie jar so much in his prime. He fight off emotion. He fight off when I hit you with three or four shots. I'm hit you again with three or four shots. You ain't gonna hurt me. That's why he get his lights put out. And that's why Amir Khan lose fights. He fight. He fight. He fight. He he. All, he always too high. When he started landing something, no matter if he got off the canvas 10 times, when he started landing something, he get real confident. Adrenaline rush. He could touch that chin. But I knew when Kell Brook came with that one jab, and then he went on top of that one jab. When he did that, when he did the one-two, the first one-two, he hit Khan, and Khan started running. Only reason Khan didn't get knocked out earlier, especially in the first round, because his pride. He would not let Kell, he would not let Kell Brook put him on the canvas. And the referee did rob us of that. The referee robbed us of, uh, of having Kell Brook drill him in the canvas. He shouldn't have stopped. I don't care if Amir Khan was, was throwing up blood or throwing up his 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 dinner. I don't care if he throwing up his he should have let Kell Brook drill him into that canvas. He should let Kell Brook drill him directly in that canvas. You know, I know they're checking off for fighter safety and all that. You got two older fighters that's that's been out the ring for too long. He let, he should have let that. He should have let Kell Brook drill him right in that damn canvas, bro. Real talk. He should let Kell Brook pow. He might should let Kell Brook do the leg drop on his ass too. He said, "Salute, members for so I say salute to the panel. Can't wait for April and those fights is coming up. Shit, they might not happen either." Orlando got stopped in the 12th round. Y'all seen that? He always getting stopped by cuss. He got knocked out legitimately that fight. 
So what's going on, home? You gonna talk? No, I'm not. I'm not gonna talk about that. Uh, here, kind of done. I hear Eubanks is that's just desperate uh, to not retire. Thinking I, I don't. I see. I didn't do with my dad any. Uh, I didn't do my dad any justice at all. He didn't. That's why he put out the triple G fight. I knew he was. He was. He was. Uh, it's caviar. Salute, Johnson. To Earl Spence is kind 2.0. No parts. I mean, shit. You know. Kell Brook had that built up in his chest for a long time, punch quote. He had it built up a long time. Kell Brook been waiting to unleash that ass over for some years. They was in wheelchairs and then sentencing citizen homes, senior citizen home. Kell Brook was gonna get up and whoop Amir Khan. But Converse Burke make hella sense, uh make sense, excuse me, or Keith should go to the UK and see what Kell get the bag. Y'all get there. Beeble running from better BS since 2019. Can't blame him. Said that's true. Charlo running from Andrade. He, he shouldn't have messed up the uh the bag. He, you know, Ronnie said Eubanks only wants to fight Brook because he thinks he's uh old a stale triple G fight, which he ducked. Eubanks a joke. Anthony was like, no, this, this was a uh UK fight. Another fight was in Tijuana, Mexico. This is in the UK. So I mean, for 100% fact. So I mean, you know, at the end of the day, bro, I mean, at least Amir Khan was real with itself. A lot of people. When you when you get hit with those hot the hot facts reality you get hit with the reality that you just got fucking stumped out. You know some people say you know what I should did I should have did this different I cut some corners here and there. When I seen him praying like he's walking to the ring, bro, I'm gonna tell you when I knew. I'm gonna tell you when I knew he was in trouble. When he was walking to like you know how he was walking to the arena, but they was like like backstage where they keep whatever the hell they keep like the chairs and stuff or the cars. He was walking. He started praying. He started praying. He did a deep breath. I that's what I said. I he about to get whooped on. Then he got to the corner and prayed again. That nigga was doing too much praying. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. I Me, mean, I know it ain't never too much prayer, but at that time he was doing too much praying, bro. He he, he was deep taking a deep breath for somebody. How many fights do Amir Khan got, bro? For somebody to get the to get those jitters, and it was a lot of people there. I ain't gonna lie. That was that was an electric crowd, bro. People showed up and showed out for that fight, bro. If Khan could have made it competitive, bro, they could have easily got a rematch and probably, you know, ran some more check, checks up. So Khan got 30, 40 fights after last night. And the way Khan was going to the, the, the ring, he was, <sighs> and he was praying. I'm like, oh, what are you doing? I'm like, what are you doing? He was doing a lot of praying, all that talking. You know, like I said before, when he's reckoning day, like when that teacher walked out the room and the old boy, old girl had a lot to say. Had a lot to say, and then the teacher leave, go step out, use the bathroom, or go talk to a parent. It ain't nothing but space and opportunity. That nigga quiet as hell. <laughs> that's, that's what time it was for Amir Khan last night. That's the time. It, that's what time it was for Amir Khan. This was when Killbrook finally got him in that ring. He, he could do all the praying he could do in this corner. Please, I love. We'll do. We'll do. We'll do. When that ring, man, it was reckoning that the teacher walked right out that classroom. And the only reason he didn't get hurt a lot more than he got hurt. And really get drilled through that canvas because that referee had hell mercy. They probably told that referee, yo, this dude getting a little bit of trouble anywhere past the sixth round or after the fifth round, stop it. We don't need too old, we don't need no old fighter dying in the ring. They told him that. Pretty much they told him, look here, man, we got two old people broken now. We don't need nobody's eyes falling out. We don't need nobody's chins falling out. We don't need nobody getting killed tonight. Let's get this money. Get on out. And that's what they told him. That's what he told. He said, we don't need nobody shitting in the rain tonight. We need a good, clean senior citizen to fight. And this is what they want to make Spencer Crawford. This is what they trying to make, bro. 
This what they trying to make Spence and Crawford. They're trying to marinate this, marinate this until they old and they squoze every orange. That's what Pacquiao Mayweather did, bro. Pacquiao got beat. He got knocked out. They trying to squeeze the last little bit of orange juice out the orange, and the orange gave you everything he had or it had. And that's what they trying to do, bro. That's what Pacquiao Mayweather, man. Pacquiao Mayweather only happened because... They pay-per-view sales went down. Remember he went under like 900K versus Robert Guerrero or something like that, Floyd Mayweather? This only happened when the fin. That's the, the biggest, that's the biggest known, known fact. I, I Pacquiao Mayweather, the biggest left out known fact that people always leave out was when they pay-per-view by start dwindling and then they made the fight. It wasn't that if we would have kept buying their pay-per-view fights and kept doing millions and 900,000 and 850, bro, these niggas still wouldn't have fought. This is this is this is the uh status quo for bot well for PBC and for, for boxer last night. This is status quo. Build it until I have nothing else to I have nothing else to, to do. Kel Brook had nothing else to do in the division. Kel Khan had nothing else to do in the division. Build this up. So I got no other option. Then we uh, we could get it to his boiling point. And honestly, they on the same trajectory. One foot in the sport, one foot out of the sport. Khan lives to get slaughtered. That's like that. Uh, it's like the playing team in the NCAA tournament. You know what I'm saying? The the weak teams they play to get into the sixty whatever sixty two sixty man field, and they just get in the, the the playing field to go get slaughtered by Kentucky or go get slaughtered by Maryland. This is what that is. I live to get slaughtered and get a payday for another day. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Kel Brook might very well get in there and, and, and get permanent damage his next fight. You know? We should have knew when Amir Khan's wife called Bo Mac up the train. Like, what? Bo, he was better off going on this shield with Virgil Hunter. Maybe some with Virgil would have clicked. But Amir Khan is all he's on the Roy Jones list, and I don't disrespect Roy Jones. I love Roy Jones like he was my family. I would not tolerate much disrespect for Roy Jones on this channel. As we, if you've been watching long enough on this podcast, whatever you want to call it, I will not tolerate Roy Jones disrespect. I will boot you, I will mute you, I will mute you, then I will boot you, I will kick you and ban you for life, right? But he is on that Roy Jones list as far as guys that got that guy freak athleticism, freak reflexes but guess what you know when the reflexes and the speed and the legs all they have nothing else to offer bernard and floyd can survive why because they had iq they had not just iq but they had fundamentals and technique and amir khan never mastered the, the fundamentals of boxing especially defense defense ain't just about making somebody just this this bobbing and making somebody miss defense is about rolling shots Defense about smothering your opponent's shots, holding. Defense about picking. You know what I'm saying? Defense about getting out the way. Mir Khan roll out the same way for the whole career. Virgil Hunter got him to be a little bit patient, but Amir Khan throw a whole bunch of shots. He jump in with a left hook. He almost he almost just get hit with a jab. And about two rounds later, pow! He get hit with a jab. And Mir Khan shake it off. He do the same thing. Roll out the same way. Somebody hit him, somebody put his punch together, put one, put a one and a three, and he on the canvas. Amir Khan been getting beat in the head so much, bro, that you would think he'd do something different. But Amir Khan just kept doing what he was been doing since the amateurs, 
and doing it and doing it in amateurs and doing it and doing it in pros. Even when he started getting clipped, he just thought, hey, I just got caught. You know, Amir Khan never did nothing different. He never just used the jab and just cracked the two behind the jab and just got out of there. Or threw a one-two and smothered his opponents and hold them and roll out of there. You know what I'm saying? He never doubled up the jab, you know, fanning and got out of there. Fanning got out. He never did nothing different. You know, because Virgil Hunter had him looking good. One, two, get out of there. Two, get out of there. Then, you know, he'd be up on Canelo. you like, oh, yeah, man, he can't touch me. He go out there. One, two, three, four, five, pow. Arthur Fowler, may not be. <laughs> come on, come on. He's been doing the same thing his whole career, bro. Virgil Hunter made him more patient. But it didn't matter. Once Amir Khan started hitting, started, it's like it's like uh, Steph Curry. He hit like a little free throw, a little floater. Hit another one, get to the free throw line. Then he going to the three-point line. Yaka, yaka, get going crazy. When Amir Khan start touching you with that lead left hook, and start touching you with one or two good shots, man, he in, the, he in his own. He just forget about defense. Training goes out the window. Training goes out the window. If you look at those fighters' legs last night, Kale Brook legs look a lot better. Do so now. What's going on? Where Brook go from? Go from here, man. He better get this money. Uh, grind, Doughboy Cash. I'll say, but he better go get that money. Whoever paying the most. Whoever paying the most. Shit. Then you know if it's they paying the same wrong same money, then it got to be titles on the line. If I'm Kale Brook, I'm looking to cash in, and I'm looking to cash in. With a title, just how maybe I get into the, the Hall of Fame. That's my two things money and Hall of Fame title. Shit. He's gonna always welcome Josh Taylor up. American eight million dollar purse, fight for the brook. Maybe another uh two to four, eight million to four. Well, he he had a base of five. Well, that's a guarantee. So he probably got money in his home country TV deal. Yeah, Khan probably took away 12, 10. K uh Kale Brook's guaranteed four. He probably took home eight, nine. Negate look like he done good. So Kind of nigga, Mr. He say, uh, seen you on Bushido Live yesterday. That was today, by the way. Shout out to Bushido Boxing. Since Boy something else. Since Boy something else. I didn't even know that was Kwame on there. I knew that was Kwame on there. I would have stuck it to him a little longer. I didn't know that was Kwame. I would have stuck it to Kwame. I ain't going to lie. I stuck it to Kwame. I didn't know that was Kwame. I ain't going to lie. I think uh, Pooh Dangles told me it was Kwame. Oh, man, I would have stuck it to him. I, I wasn't going to disrespect him. I, I like Kwame, though. Kwame solid. You know, he believe what he believe, and I believe what I believe. Uh, but yeah, ain't no disrespect, bro. Like, we can niggas can be civilized and debate oh, civil, and we can we agree on some things too. Like, I'm fine, I'm rational. People sometimes take the joking as irrational. I'm talking stuff that's just entertainment value. Salute, yeah, just entertainment. You know, you can't be on here, man. I see these dudes be on here, they hardcore, they have no personality, you know, you just and it just, just seem like, like it doesn't invigorate them. And some days, it's like that. You know, I see these dudes that do hardcore boxing. I'm like, bro, just quit. Do something that invigorates you. Like, women invigorate every man. Trust me. I don't care what your sexuality is. Women invigorate every man. Topics. I see Tommy, uh, what's his name? Uh, Sadamayor. Man, oh, man, come on. You see Tyreek Nasheed, like, punk him? Old girl probably beat him up, try to fight a woman. Old girl beat him up. That shit was funny. Uh... UK fans always pack the ring in the matter. Yeah, facts. That shit was hilarious, bro. Jamal Edwards, SBTV. Uh, I don't know who that was, but rest in peace to him, bro. Shout out to rest in peace to Xavier Porter, too, man. Uh, hit the link. Yeah, you can find me everywhere. You hit this link tree app. 
Linktree link. But yeah, man, I was like, man, I ain't even talk about that. I talked about it on my other channel. If you care uh, where I talked about that at, Motor City Sports, so I talked about it. That's all I'm going to say, man. That hurt my soul. Jawan was like, pow! I'm like, man, some days you be at work. Sometimes, you know, you put your hand, you can say everything. What's that song about boys in the hood? I know somebody in the South know that song. You could talk all the, you want, but don't put your hands on me. <laughs> if I get that license, that'll be my theme song. Talk all the, he said Bob and Floyd had a plan. It wasn't going to cross promote till exhausted all over Avenue. And that's the plan. Jay Thomas, that is the, that's the plan. Exhaust all avenues and then fight me. And I'm to hold on to that. What's the cash app? Oh, it's coming at the bottom of your screen. Dollar sign CJ good 313. Uh, Marquee is right there at the bottom of the screen. Uh, it'll be coming up too. If you look in the chat, it'll, it'll come up in the chat too soon from the streaming link. So it's a cash app dollar sign CJ good 313. You'll see my cartoon avatar, but yeah, man, yeah, I mean, that's that's the that's what PBC trying to do. they trying to exhaust all this. What they did, you look at that, you look at the results last night, the money that they made for, for in pounds. You know what I'm saying? You look at the money they made in pounds, look at that arena. If Kyle was a little bit more competitive. They could have did it again, and that's why people do that. But fortunately, they was on the same trajectory, bro, and that's what it was. They both was one foot in, one foot out. They both, you know, Kyle was coming off a win versus Billy Diz. Most people don't know in the Middle East. That's what it is. You know, everybody just think like, and that's what they told. That's what they told Terrence Crawford. We're gonna exhaust every avenue, right? We're gonna exhaust every avenue. Then we'll fight you and clean up our sides of the street. That's what they told them. Then we then we we clean up our sides of the streets and then we do that. And that's fine, fine. You know what? As long as Earl Spence keep his word, we ain't got nothing to you ain't got nothing to be worried about. But when you start doing all these little antics and shit and walking out the arena and all of that, Earl Spence got a whole career in front of him. God willing, or whoever you most believe in, most high willing. He got a whole career in front of him. You know, Khan and Brooke and Crawford don't. <laughs> Terrence Crawford didn't moved up 30, uh, 35, 40, 47. He ain't got a whole career to look in front of him. He looking, the reason he left top rank and the reason he sued, you ever seen the movie called Need for Speed about the video game? You know, that, that part, you know, where he was walking out the office building, that part was in Detroit, and he uh he took all his clothes off and walked out naked. They came to get him for the Delion. I actually like this movie. Went to the movies, my mama seen it. He was walking, so he was like, man, why did you take all your clothes off and walk out the job naked? He said, so I'd be too embarrassed to come back and beg for a job. Or he said, I'm too, being too embarrassed to come back. And, you know, and that's kind of like pretty much, you know, kind of when you look at it, bro, like for Khan, it's over with. He got embarrassed. What you coming back for? He embarrassed. You know, this dude, Errol Spence and Terrence Crawford, man, he at the end. He did all of that. Why? So he won't go back to top rank. No way, no how. I'm not going back for that. Even though if I was a high price slave or a high price fighter, you're not gonna treat me like no little, you know, no little itch. You know, you're not gonna treat me. You're not gonna treat me like that. And I and I respect it, bro. And I respect it. Either I mean, I'm a bit, I'm, I'm gonna make this lawsuit. I'm done. Either I'm gonna get Spence, Craw I'm gonna get Spence, Thurman, Charlo, Castanos, or I'm, or I'm done. You know, Kel Brook, he got his embarrassment last night. This is what he's been running for his whole life. And he could just say, well, you know, his excuse in his mind, if I was in my prime, I would have did a lot better. No, you want it's the same result. Maybe different course of action, same result. Roy Jones the only boxer to drop a fire song in Georgia. I smoke, I drink, I'm supposed to. Hey, bro, I ain't gonna, you ain't lying. Hey, man, we, I remember we was going to the mall. 
And we made my boy uh, Daddy play that his must drop top Mustang. We play it again, play it again. I don't know that nigga. Wait till these little nigga. Oh, Khan doesn't even know how to clinch when he hurt. Nope. Oh, that's part of defense. Now the Alpha Boy boys attacking Kell Brook because Kell Brook said Bud will watch spin. He been saying that. He said, um, <laughs> where did Kobe at? He said, he said, I've never been done like that before. Like, bro, even if, even if, uh, I, I, I'm, he probably said in the post comment, but he said after he lost to Terrence Crawford, he was like, you know, I've never been done like, like, bro, sometimes you could tell when somebody genuinely been defeated. You ever been there to fight and everybody, somebody just really get beat on? It, it may not be blood everywhere, but somebody get the dog beat out of them, bro. Like, the dog is gone. You could tell in their eyes, like, you know, you know how they walk off from a fight? Like, I'm good, bro. Not like that you get hit once and they just walk off, you know. When they really get they really get bested, like like thoroughly, and they just like, you know what, bro? They just walk off. You don't hear no scream. And they just get their coat, get their book bag, you know, get their work, and they just walk on off. Yeah, yeah, you know, he got down on me. You know what I'm saying? And uh, that's what happened to Kell Brook, bro. That dude after that fight said, that's the funniest clip. I'm going to tell you my final two clips I got to get, bro. When Kell Brook said, he said, you know what? I've never been done like that before. Not in a spying, not in an amateur fight, not in a, <laughs> a real fight. He said, I've never been done like that. You could tell if you look at his face, you can tell. Like he said, like he wasn't expecting for that to happen. I think Crawford got some of the, the Manny Pacquiao effect. You know what I'm saying? Where I will watch fighters fight Pacquiao, especially post David Diaz fight. And they say, Well, this dude little, he ain't hitting that hard. I come in at 145. I take the rehydration clause. I'm going to F Pacquiao up. And then they get to around the, I say around the fourth round, the beginning of the fourth, fifth, or sixth round, and they had this look on their face like, oh, man, I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready for none of this. You know what I'm saying? They would always, every opponent would look at Pacquiao from Ricky Hatton to be laughing, Margarito be laughing, talking about Freddie Rose shaking and shit. All these different opponents be looking at Pacquiao, and none of them would think like, you know, you see what happened to the last guy? You see what happened to Cotto. You see what happened to Cloudy. See, it would always underestimate him. I think Crawford got some of that underestimation in him. And one thing Pacquiao and Crawford got in common is the legs. Up top, Crawford's starting to fill in now. But up top, Pacquiao looked like, you know, a regular guy. And LA Fitness pushing up, pulling up. Maybe touch a little bit of barbells, but that's about it. No heavy shit. You look at Pacquiao and Crawford legs, that's where, that's where their power come from. That's where it come from, bro. And um, and, and I was, just, and I think people just, I think really, I think really a lot of fans underestimate. And the same thing with Pacquiao, we underestimate Pacquiao too. I had a lot of fans at some point when Crawford got my respect. When I knew Crawford was for real, to be honest, when he beat David Diaz, David Diaz was, I mean, Julio Diaz, I mean, Felix Diaz is a good fighter. Um, but when he really bested Jeff Warren, I said the way he beat Jeff Warren, I, I used to get a prediction video I probably did for it. I said Jeff Warren. Might cause him some problems. He he made that shit look easy, bro. He made that he made that look too easy, bro. And I was like, you know what? Diaz woke me like really. I know when he beat Press Prescott when he moved up, came on said, but when he beat Diaz, he he a mean dude, bro. When he be, when he beat Diaz, I knew that. I knew he was. I already knew he was pound for pound, but you knew he was a master finisher. When he beat Jeff Horn, you knew he was he was a real threat at welterweight. No matter if they say no, nah, he they dis discount him. That's been going on in boxing for years. But Pacquiao and Crawford, they underestimate them because they look small up top. He came from 30, he came from paperweight. 
You look at them niggas' legs, bro. Pacquiao got legs like Chun Lee. You look at their legs, they 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 are workhorses. They're workhorses. So, like I said before, I think that's what Pacquiao and Crawford got in common. They all look that small, but if you look at their legs, bro, it's no it's no secret where Crawford Crawford get his power from his legs and his 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 his, his uh torque wrench type of torque when he punched, but he's a dangerous fighter, bro. Like Pacquiao was dangerous, bro. I ain't gonna lie, bro. I see I wouldn't fought him neither, Floyd. Khan just goes for bull kill. But forgets his chin is fragile. It ain't even that his chin. He just forget defense, bro. He forget hand placement. You know, Khan is more of a textbook. I mean, Kell Brook is textbook. Kell Brook, I didn't know Kell Brook legs was that good, bro. I really underestimated his leg movement. Roy's the greatest fighter since the 80s. Duran Ray, Hearns generation, Hagler. Yeah, by far, by far. The 90s is is the 90s is you know you know post uh like uh, uh Muhammad Ali era 60s 70s. A lot of, that's where a lot of people stop at, even though Muhammad Ali was accused of uh Sonny Liston was accused of taking a dive allegedly. Um that's where like a lot of people stop at as far as the great fighters and getting notoriety because a lot of people like the Jersey Joe Walcox, you know, the Toonies and Sugar Ray Robinson, Carmen Brazilios, the murders, black murders row. I say like a lot of them kind of say like they took dives and stuff, you know, the mob control, boxing, and all that. And they get this, uh, they get discredited because of the era they came in and what's going on, quote unquote, allegedly. But um, like I said, Marciano too, he get discredited. But I ain't know Marciano. You know, if you owe the money, he'll fly to your crib and beat you up and get his money. Sean, salute. He should fight Danny Garcia. I'm fine with that, bro. Um, we talking about what Kell Brook. I don't mind if he fight Danny Garcia. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't advise him to fight Kell Brook. Uh, I mean, uh, Jerron Ennis. Uh, if you want to fight Conor Ben, that's fine. But Conor Ben's just trying to make a name off of him. I think whoever throwing Kale Brook the most. And then Eddie Hearn tried to shit on your show. He said, I didn't. If you look at the prediction show, it was an article in Boxing I did. And he said that he kind of hated it on the show. He did. He really did. He shitted on the uh, show because he couldn't get it done. And to me, that was trash. That was whack. Um, so I really wouldn't want to do business for Eddie Hearn. I tell Eddie I need $10 million to fight Conor Ben. Um, other than that, I, I, I figure out what I want to do. You know, at 54, I mean, uh, you know, if they strip Brian Castanos, you know, do I go fight Tim Zhu at 147? I can fight Danny Garcia. I still be able to beat him. He trash. Um, Keith Thurman. Now, I, I favor Keith Thurman just because his perpetual movement. Shout out to Kurt Sugar too much. Um, David Ivorian killing shit in the UK. If I want a quick layup, I go beat up David Ivorian. You got Josh Taylor that could be moving up. I mean, he got options. He got options, man. But uh, go where the money at. And then if the money not an issue at that point, uh, if it's not the greatest of all time or what you're looking for, then, you know, go for go for the titles. Go for putting uh, icing on your Hall of Fame resume. That's what I would tell him, honestly, bro. Kind of minute, Bo Mack got him in top shape. How he was able to stay up all night will give uh, Khan credit for that. Shout out to Khan for that, bro. I mean, I thought it was just pride. <laughs> That's what I thought it was. I thought it was pride, bro. That's exactly what I thought. I thought it was pure pride and not wanting to lose to Kell Brook. Could have been. Flame on 24, what's going on, brother? Uh, Roy Jones better than Floyd May. Of course. That's not a that's not a question. <laughs> that's not a Mayweather made more money. But Roy Jones is the Roy Jones might you know be the great one top got an argument being top five greatest fighter of all time. But I'd be nice to be top 10. But yeah, yeah, you know, that was a great era where Jones fought in. You know, I think he fought an older, faded Mike McCallum. And Mike McCallum was still giving niggas the business. 
<laughs> oh, oh, you dropped that. Now, I'm like Roy Jones with fought, man. Especially when James Tony fought. Man, nigga, he, man, nigga, be, man, be giving everybody the business. Canelo, man, he be giving Canelo the business. You know, he be giving people. He might, might become him today. I think he said he got gout. With gout, give niggas the business. You know what I'm saying? Terry Norris today will give people the business. You know, Roy Jones, Roy Jones was, man, next level. Remember he was on the, uh, the, the Wayne's Brothers show? Roy Jones was next level, bro. Roy Jones was the last superstar boxer. I, I could say it was a true superstar. As far as his his aura, his personality, him rapping, you know what I'm saying? Mayweather was a star, but he wasn't as charismatic as uh, Roy Jones or Sugar Ray Leonard or Muhammad Ali. I mean, shit, that's a hell of a list to be on. I, come on. He made some money, but if he had Roy Jones charisma to kid, man, boy, Mayweather be sitting at $5 billion right now with the right, right you know, saving his money. He should have closed the fist. The slap will cost him the same money and time. Facts. Facts. Yeah, I mean, I guess it would have been. I guess if you would have uh, closed your fist, he would have closed it. I don't want to talk about that, but if Jawan would have closed his fist, he could have probably split his shit open. Go watch it. Hit me up on social media if you ain't watched the uh, the press conference for him. Like Jawan is toast. I'll just say that. it was Michael Finley night too in Wisconsin. That's crazy. Um, but yeah, you know, white people like to play the victim after you should don't grab me. Yeah, Connie had nothing. That's why he couldn't run back like Bellu. Hey, I mean, at all. I nigga hit that nigga said Kell Brooks say it's time to pay. Pow! That nigga was like, oh Lord, we're ha ha Davis, man. Somebody send him that, that knockout, bro, so we can get a nice little video. He said, well, Klein clear eight million style and busy dips in two rounds after Crawford. Eight million? Shit, man. I'd have retired off of that. But shit, you got me. He make 10 to 12 with this. That's 20 million dollars. Shit. Anthony, come on. Keep talking. Anthony. Kanye never, he never. Was just was quick and throw punches. He had good legs. He used to have some legs. UK don't generate money like America. Not even close. The fans make up for what they uh making the UK boxing is worth watching. They show up in numbers. Yeah, you know, because also the ticket y'all can't really hike up the ticket number, the ticket prices like that. Let's see a Brook versus Thurman. Well, Thurman, Thurman looks solid, bro. Thurman, I mean, physically, he looked you know till down the stretch. He said, I've never been hit like that before. He said, I've never been hit like that before. <laughs> the funny was with Lomachenko. He said, uh, Loma, where do you go after you lose to Tia Lopez? I, you know, I go home. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> he told me, I said, Loma, let me get an interview. He said, no, no, I don't, you know, I don't do interview right now. <laughs> yeah, I was like, but I got to be the English barrier. He said, I've never been hit like that before. I'm like, damn. True Porter Khan, Kale, all spoke buzz skills with that type of honesty, Bud on a different level. I mean, yeah, and Bud been knew it, bro. I remember uh, Timothy Bradley's wife. She said it was the, you know, it was the, I forget what documentary it was. He said that he was, you know, they found the sparring partner for Bradley. I think it was fighting Devin Alexander. And they told him, you know, he had to stay southpaw to get the assignment versus Timothy Bradley. And his wife, you know, uh, said it was something different about Crawford and all the sparring partner. Crawford said, yeah, you're going to be beating on me. He said, I ain't coming here to get beat on. He said, you know, when they got done sparring, Timothy Bradley told him, he said, man, what are you doing here? Why are you sparring partner? He said, you a world champion right now. <laughs> he said, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Timothy Bradley was on top of the world at that point. He said, man, you know what, man? You a world champion right now. What are you doing here, man? You know, that's crazy. And think about all the, the world champion talent that's out there in these gyms who don't have the political backing. Just let you know, boxing is just, it's, 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 uh, it's prehistoric compared to the uh, UFC. 
if you can fight, bro, the UFC gonna find you. They're gonna give you the platform no matter what your color is. And if you take advantage of the platform, if, box, if boxing had to find Conor McGregor, it wouldn't find Conor McGregor. It wouldn't find him. It wouldn't find him, bro. At all. UFC is elite at identifying talent, giving talent the refined skill set, and giving talent the platform. And that's one thing about boxing, bro. They don't they don't care. They don't find talent at all, bro. There's somebody out there. They got the same story. It's probably multiple fighters who got the same story as Terrence Crawford. Ready to quit boxing and quit boxing. Went to stay at home with the family and the kids. Just ain't given the opportunity, bro. I'm guarantee you that. You know what happened to the last security guard, right? <laughs> he said, you don't even know what happened to the last security guard. Pacquiao had a strong core, lower body. Yes, he did. Uh, especially after that horn did to pack, blood dismantled him. Hell yeah. <laughs> The one was like, he really couldn't punch like that. I'm looking at you like, hey, okay. Carved the best boxing I've watched. I watched too much. I mean, so much. I think he means so much. He said, never seen Pac in the ring with the guys with bigger. Me neither, bro. Never. Never. I, I can't think of none. He said, Pac was on. I was going to say he was on that. I'm not even trying to get me in trouble. It is what it is. If everybody can get legs like Pacquiao, man, I think, you know, I think he ain't the only one. Yeah. <laughs> 90s was the last right there. I mean, yeah, 2000 started to fade a bit, but 2000 was good too. But yeah, it was, you know, as far as truly great, yeah, that was, you know, James Tony, Roy Jones, Holyfield, Lennox Lewis, George Foreman came back. Uh, who else we had up in that thing, man? We had a lot of good fighters, a lot of fighters, man, in the 90s, man. She got some on the roller from the 80. That was a good era. Ray Mercer. Uh, man, boy, you had a lot of great fighters back then. Like, <laughs> Big fights with big fights, bro. Mike Tyson. What's up, Ricky? Salute. Yeah, it was a great era back there, right? That's what my parents used to order the fights back then. Yep. Remember they had the gray top cable boxes if you was uh, with Comcast? True. Despite Horns, I'm going to tell you, he was physically stronger 47 the way Bud Man Horn was everybody on those. Yep. Get in my cash app right here, y'all. Concerned with it. CJ Good 313. Whoever's a Crawford list is banging trouble. He know. That's why they're trying to wait till he get old. For me, I put Crawford Mayweather Jones, then Canelo. Maybe. Pernell, I got Pernell over Roy Jones, but with the doubt, doubt he was no doubt he was the greatest of the 90s. Can't argue that. Can't argue that, man. Pernell was uh fantastic. Remember when Pernell trains up to the Fumir Kyle fight? <laughs> what y'all think Kill Brooks should do next? Roy Jones beatable at 60. He dug nobody. Unbeatable at 60. Oscar De La Hoya wanted no parts of Roy Jones at all. I mean, Marvin Hagler might have been like one of the few guys. Robert Hagler, Roy Jones Jr. I mean, Marvin Hagler, Sugar Ray Robinson, be the two fighters I'd probably say. If I had to put my money on it, that'd be the two fighters I had to put money that probably could touch Roy at 60. Imagine if he kept his daddy in this corner, bro. <sighs> but he had to grow. Pernell was the man as well. Roy was too big for Oscar. Roy on the Wayans right up there with Tommy Hearns on Morton. Yeah, yeah. He said, you give he said, remember they cause they uh they had auctioned off Pops uh boxing uh 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 antiques and shit. Yeah, I mean Ryan's brothers was top notch too, man. Listen to go listen to the story about how uh, the original network, what did they come on? What, what was I forget it was the original network, maybe NBC was supposed to come on and they didn't improve Pops. They wanted uh Larry Fishburne, Lawrence Fishburne, my bad. Let me say, I'm not say Larry for Lawrence Fishburne. Come put a foot up my ass like he's about to do with the dip set, the dip set of camera on them. Yeah, it was, I forget which network they wanted Larry, Morgan Freeman and they fought for pops and went to a different network. 
Yeah, man. Hollywood think they know everything, but they don't. That's why the Wu Tang uh, story is the greatest story for any musician or actor to hear about. In the music industry, in the industry, Hollywood don't know all the answers. Why Roy never was a pay per view star? Who knows? I don't know. He was a star over here, though. Shit, Roy was saying Roy had to sell pay per view. Roy was syndicated, Nate. Roy was on more was rapping. Shit, Roy might have been trapping. <laughs> I say that jokingly. Roy was a star, bro. He was. He didn't, I, mean, I don't know why pay per views can go his way, but Roy was a star. Roy was a star, man. Roy was on everything. Amir Khan, as much as I don't rate him, he he brought the Arab community to, into boxing. Salute to that. I said Khan and Broner was sitting. Khan is done, bro. Come on, Broner done too. He got an OnlyFans. I'm good on that. I rather them see them. I rather them play that play that new ESCB boxing game. I'm butchering it. I'm sorry. <laughs> As each other and them fighting the ring. I pay for them niggas not to fight. A lot of Roy Jones pay per views did a hundred thousand back in the day, but I don't think people was bashing uh, bashing him about it back. In, Hell no, man. All he did was hate on him. He was, and then you got to remember too. Roy Jones was going against heavyweights. Yeah, I understand, man. Roy Jones was, you know, Roy Jones went finished, guys. Roy Jones was going against heavyweights. He was going against the heavyweights and they primes. So, yeah, I mean, but he still was a star in other avenues in entertainment. Bradley White said, Bo is the only guy who was trying to beat Bradley and Sparn. You know, some guys don't want to get sent home neither. Bud ain't had nothing to lose. He said, You should check out Kelbert Crow about Bud last night. The Alpha Bud Boys pretend it never happened. Fernando spoke on it, though. Uh, yeah, if you can you send it to me, bro. I'll put it in my notes. If you can send it to me, that'd be a one, bro. Instagram, Twitter, and uh, you go. You just hit the link tree, man. You can hit, you see everywhere I'm at there. The link tree link in the description, or it's going in. It's right there too. Here, you see me. I'm gonna put that in my notes because I will forget. So my note, I had a few things I was trying to cover. I pretty much got to everything I was trying to cover today, except for the Kill Brook and Ubase video. I do that tomorrow. Trying to get to everything. Uh, Dela Hoya called out Haney for Haney and Williams Cepeda. I kind of talk about that. Delonte West gearing up for the big three. Good for Delonte. So, hold on. Okay, I put that in my notes. Here we go. Uh, he said, uh, Roy didn't have a big promotion. Yeah, that is true. Roy was his manager. Roy Father. Yeah, I remember Roy didn't sign to a, a major promotional company, and they talked about that. What was the documentary? Uh, P Dub. I forgot that he talked to him in top rank, and Bob Aaron was talking about in his documentary why Roy never was big as he should have been because he didn't have a he didn't sign to a major promoter. Roy was with himself. Emmanuel Stewart tried to sign Roy too. Don't look at that up. And Dongu would never get a chance in boxing. I hope you do. German McClendon, yeah, German McClendon was, was a monster. Ray Robinson versus Roy Jones, that's a mega fight. Robinson would give him hell. Yeah, Robinson get anybody hell. Would have been 75 pound champion if he getting heat exhaustion. Roy was so good in his prime, he had no real B side, no one around anyone thought he can give him a fight. Uh, yep, and that's what promotes. That's what Bob Aaron was saying. That's what promotional companies are for. They build up guys for the public to think got a chance, even though they know they don't have a chance. I pre-ordered the Fight Night Champions when it came out 2011. Y'all end up with it. Yep. They they making another one, bro. Yeah, they, they were saying they got done with this the UFC game they got coming out or came out. They make, they gonna start developing it. Though. They only doing that because the other company came out with one. It was trash. They used to sell Roy Jones knockout DVDs at Full Locker next to the AM one test. Y'all remember that? <laughs> you watching the All Star game? Yeah, got an hour. I'm an hour spit some game. Go to Chipotle. Come back. 
you know, I be eating uh, Dorito chips with my Chipotle. So I think I'm gonna go with some uh, steak today. The brisket they had was fire. You know, go look at Chipotle's numbers when they had the briskets. It, they then they take it away. I hate companies like KFC took away the parfait. Made no sense. When Kidoba took away tequila line chicken, it made no sense. I was doing that. He said Shakira stopped Valdez in the ninth. Ref stops it. We'll see. We'll see. So I remember how shocked I was when Roy, watching Roy Jones have a little trouble catching Montel Griffin in the first fight. Roy was that good, but we all saw what happened when Roy when Roy caught him. Though he said, "Man, that 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 Montel Griffin two post fight conference, bro. That's one of the greatest post fights uh, press conferences, uh, post fight interviews I've seen." He said, "Man, you coming? No, if you come and beat me and you steal it from me, I'm just gonna come back. You come and beat me." I'm going to come back and get Roy Jones. He said, I don't want to really show y'all the real RJ. He said, because this is what happened. <laughs> I almost killed that kid tonight. <laughs> and it, was, it, was, it wasn't it was an exaggeration. And, you know, most people felt Montel still around. Most people felt that Montel, you know, you know, faked the injury. But Montel was giving Roy fits, you know, to, you know, because Eddie Futch was in uh, Montel's corner to, you know, Roy Jones figured him out. And then, you know, most people said Montel found the way out. <laughs> you came in, and that just made it all bad for him in the rematch. Roy Jones came out like a killer. Nobody was nobody understood what was about to happen to Montel Griffin in the rematch. Nobody. Yeah, because Roy Jones was touching people. Yeah, he had knocked some niggas out every now and again. And, but that, that Roy Jones that beat Montel Griffin is not a man in boxing history that could deal with him that night. Not Archie Moore, not Hagler. Nobody can deal with that Roy Jones that 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 with Montel Griffin that night. Nobody, unless you bringing a gun in there with you, then you might have a chance. <laughs> yeah, might have a chance. Roy talk, yeah, Roy, hell yeah. Roy just never signed with top ranking, and I forgot that Roy wasn't playing in man. No, no. He when he said I could have killed that kid, nigga, he meant it. Oh, Montel, get up! This is how we do it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I said Kelbrook got Thurman, Danny Garcia. He could tune up versus beat up on Danny Devin Avarigian, put himself in position to fight for a WC mandatory. He can welcome Josh Taylor up to 147. He can fight Connor Ben. I mean, he can go up to 54. See how Tony Harrison looked. Fight Erickson Lubin for a title. Maybe that's a good money fight. So he got options, bro. But him fighting Terrence Crawford, Earl Spence, Virgil Ortiz, or Jerron Ennis, less the money is right. <laughs> Not that night. I'm good on that. But um, shout out to Amir Khan. Gave us some amazing memories from the Mardana fight, which was an amazing fight. The Zab Judah fight was, was a really good fight. I mean, he has some really good fights. And I think um, when you looked at his 140-pound resume, I think this is probably one of the proudest um, one of the proudest things about a 140-pound resume was that uh, – he fought, and this is my opinion, in the 2010s, um, he fought in the, in the deepest and the best division in that decade. That was a 140-pound division. Marcos Madonna's, Andreas, uh, Andrea Kotelnik. I mean, even Dimitri Sautier, uh, Christian Shields promoter, was in there. Zab Judah, Lamont Peterson, uh, uh, Timothy Bradley, Devin Alexander, Juan Urango. I think uh, it was just a who's who's list. Uh, Danny Garcia. Uh, uh, I mean, it was the best 104. It was the best division in that decade. Now, I don't really think it was close. I mean, it was a whole bunch of guys. Viv I think Vivian Harris was around there in that division. Uh, I mean, uh, it, it was just, I mean, it, it was a star set of Victor Ortiz. Young Ortiz was in that division. 
And, you know, for the most part, I think that was the last division in boxing that pretty much everybody fought everybody. Everybody fought everybody. Devin fought Lucas. Lucas fought Danny. I mean, that, that was the last great division in boxing where everybody really powwowed for real before a 154-pound division. That was a great division to be part of, man. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was great for boxing. It was great for boxing, bro. I remember watching that division, man. Every only people that really fight was Khan and, and, and Timothy Bradley because Khan kept getting his ass with probably. But yeah, I was that was one of the best divisions that I, that I was able to be a part of in that decade. And uh, Adrian Broner, you know, he was at thirty five, and you know, I was, man, that division was 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 elite, bro. That was an elite division, man. And uh, that division should go in as a as a whole as a as a Hall of Fame division, you know, because after that, bro, and nobody believed in fighting each other. <laughs> Not everybody, man. That that division was special, bro. Special. Said no, no. Roy Jones got barred. Floyd can compete. Floyd almost signed Young Thug in future at one point. Go look that up. When Roy moved up and beat James, that's when I knew he was special. Yeah, beat Bernard already too. But yeah, this the thug is ruggish, man. Hey, remember that he came out to that with the little uh uh the little uh what you call that joint? The little cape, the little uh warm up cape with the little tuxedo warm up cape. Yeah, Roy Jones, man. Yeah. He agreed Roy Jones that night was on real TV. Yeah, yeah, you know, that nigga that man. You think about like when Floyd was a TV, what night with Floyd? I think you know that night uh Floyd beat up Canelo, bro. He was gonna be real hard to beat that night, bro. He he came in to prove a point. That that Floyd was on the that was that Floyd, that's probably Floyd's best performance in my as far as just a master class hitting. Floyd was unreal that night. Floyd was locked. Floyd wasn't gonna let Canelo beat on him. I tell you that right now. Canelo, man, I don't care. Them scorecards don't do that for him. Floyd didn't lose a, round, a minute of that fight. Floyd was Floyd was unreal that night. Hold on. <coughs> yeah, he was unreal that night, bro. Floyd's on another level. Hell yeah, Floyd, man. He said, find me everywhere. You hit this, this link right here. Find me everywhere. Tim Bradley fought Devin Alexander. They both was in. Yeah, and that kind of like shift the black. That kind of was one of the things that shifted black boxing because they fought here. They fought at the Pontiac Silverdome. That's where the Lions moved at before they came back to Detroit or came to Detroit. And, you know, it was a headbutt fest. And um, that's really when I think HBO decided to go with the European invasion. Yep. They put they put a lot of money into Bradley and Devin Alexander as if, as if, if it was a, a – as if if it was the uh, as if it, if it was a pay per view fight. Remember they had the little uh, the little face off of Max Callum. They put a lot of money into that fight, bro. And ultimately, um, and ultimately, bro, I think that changed the way boxing uh, promoted black fighters. I think it changed the way they marketed and promoted fighters and American fighters. And then they, you know, not too long after that, a minute after that, they start going. You know, Martinez start coming. They start going international a lot and that's kind of where peter nielsen took over and the beavers the kovalevs and then stevenson falling out not wanting to fight kovalev that hurt uh al Heyman stopping that fight by signing Stevenson. man you go back and look at the track record bro but but yeah that's kind of when boxing stopped really putting money into marketing and promoting fighters i mean shit, the blood want to do the documentary i'm all for it bro I, I know that i know that era pretty well that's a, that's worth documenting blood like that 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 era right there, that fight and uh that's Timothy Bradley Devin Alexander, that fight is worth its own documentary. Because it it it, it changed a lot of a lot of things in boxing, bro. Had that fight delivered, bro, this shit this shit you see on the screen would be a reality. That, that would be a reality. Earl Spence would be a reality. 
that fight tipped that tipped that changed boxing forever. And a lot of people don't talk about that. That's worth its own documentary, bro. Alexander Devin Alexander Timothy Bradley changed boxing forever, bro. It did. I'm not blaming them. You know, it just wasn't a good fight. But had that fight went the other way completely, I mean, we'd still be rolling. Because anytime you listen to this, it's pitching me rolling. <laughs> Temporary, yeah, man. That, yeah, I'm telling y'all, bro. Floyd sat on his punches a few times for Canelo. Then he got elusive. Floyd was in his best versus. I don't want to say he was versus best versus Corrales. I don't know. He was good versus Corrales was like drained and shit. So I really don't count that. Rogati was nice too. But uh, hey, I went to that horrible fight. <laughs> hey, I was going, man. I don't know why I forgot why I ain't go. But I was. I used to go to little fights like that. I forgot. I forgot. I remember I went to uh Devin, uh, no, uh Darrell versus uh, Arthur Abraham on my birthday, and uh, I lost my ticket. They gave me a new ticket, bro. Yeah, I forgot why I didn't go to that that fight. I think I might have worked or something like that, bro. I couldn't make it. But Detroit fight? Oh, I mean, you get a chance to go to a fight in Detroit, bro. It's definitely worth it, bro. It's definitely worth it. It ain't nothing like Detroit fight. I've been to Vegas. I've been to a few places to you know with the atmosphere. MSG Barclays. Man, ain't nothing like Detroit. Ain't nothing like the Barclays neither. Like the Barclays, you like a little hood, like little hood edge to it, like a little hood, little pow, pow, pow. Barclays for you. You uppity muff, you think your family, Master Square Garden for you. Hit you with garment district, you know, hit the hoods and all that shit over there. Go see Central Park. But yeah, you like a little edginess, little ghetto girls, little big old booty girls. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the Barclays, the uh, Barclays for you. Who beats Warden 68 in your opinion? Uh, Roy Jones, James Tony, two for sure. Him and Cal's, I think he get Calzaghi. So, yeah. Yeah, up after two. Then, yeah, all that shit's hard to change. Man, historically, I know Ray Floyd, the top 47, couldn't see him beating around. Uh, Ray uh, Ray Leonard, Hagler, I mean, uh, Donald Curry. I mean, yeah, come on. Different era. Thomas Hearns. I don't blame him. I don't think he said he won his best at, at 47. Ray Jones, James Tony, Hopkins will all beat Ward. I don't know about Hopkins, bro. I don't even think Hopkins fought. At a 68, but one time, and then he lost his professional debut. Hawkins more of a 75 pounder. I think he fought Kenny Powell, got a catch weight of 170. So, yeah, now he wasn't a 68 pounder. They had the curtains up at the dome. Yeah, dome big as hell, bro. He used to go down on the dome throwing them hands. A lot of people sleep on the version of Floyd who fought Shabin Mitchell. It was his debut at 47. He still had power. Yeah, shout out to Shabin in DC in the house. The underrated era, late 2000s, early. Hey, yeah, yeah, buddy. That was a great era, bro. Like that 07, like when Floyd fought like Oscar and Pacquiao came in, like 07 to like 11, 12. Yeah, Martinez and Julio Charles Chavez still was doing dedicated to boxing. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, when Keith Thurman's beating up on Carlos Katana, Madonna, like, hell yeah, that was a good ass era. Hell yeah, that hey, yo, that was the last like prime era in boxing, bro. Like, man. We used to, I tell you, I used to go to the club, bro, and watch the fight. I'd be in my dorm room watching the fights. Then we hit the club, mess with the women and stuff like that, bro. Yeah, buddy, man. I tell you, that was that was my era right there. My little teenage, like my real, like the dark kind of like teenage years. Hell, I used to have niggas who ain't never watched boxing before. All my homies used to go hoop. He used to hoop right in the hood. Come back, watch Demetrius Andrade on Friday night. Everybody in the hood used to love Demetrius Andrade. Damn, he really dropped the ball in that ESPN, uh, ESPN Friday Night's momentum. Momentum. I used to watch the Friday Night Fights, man. Like I used to watch like regular boxing. Friday Night Fights used to be a real television program, like real talk. I remember Vernon Paris and Tim Coleman fought. Like Friday Night Fights was better 
than the shit they putting on that Showtime. I ain't even talking about Showbox. Friday night the fight, Friday night fights was better than the cards that all these guys putting on on a regular basis. Friday night fights was better. Not talking with Keith and Colazzo fought and Leo came. Friday night fights, they programming from from a from a, a show to show basis was better than every card going, even at Keith Thurman pay per view. You knew you was gonna have some real killers in that ring. You knew you gonna look look if it was a four night card, you knew three of them go was gonna be fired. And this heyday Friday night fights was the shit, man. I miss it, bro. But let's talk about uh Terrence Crawford and Ugas. So Ugas did an interview, bro. Uh I can I don't speak Spanish, okay. We all know that. Um, we told a story about how the Spanish teacher told me she had passed me if I didn't come back to the class, so I just skipped Spanish. I skipped Spanish, went to CC's Pizza, went to McDonald's, and got the lunch special with my homies, and then went to cooking class. Sometimes I skipped the cooking class, too. But, you know, I had to agree with my teachers. You know, when you do your work, uh, you got to agree with your teachers. You do what the hell you want to do, right? That was a luxury about it high school. Oh, my bad. You know, tell your kid, you do what you got to do early on, bro. You ain't got to worry about, uh, <laughs> you know, you were half fun later. But, yeah, it was an interview he did with uh, with Salvador Rodriguez. I can't translate that. Hold on. Let me see if we can hear. He said part of a talk with Ugas or Dennis Ugas and the ESPN knockouts a dream of going for undisputed welterweight championship. Ugas versus Spencer Crawford. So, he basically said that he want to fight. Uh, he wants to fight. Terrence Crawford if he beat Errol Spence. Now, he also, I also heard that through the grapevine that he also asked Al Heyman, he already told Al Heyman if he beat Errol Spence that he want to fight, uh, if he beats Errol Spence, he would like to fight uh, Terrence Crawford. So I don't, I don't know what Al said. I don't know what Al, what Al actually told him or Al said we can make it happen. But he did. He did. What he's saying in this interview, when he's saying that he want to fight Terrence Crawford, is is actually being is lined up now. With Al, let him fight. Same thing with Demetrius. They've been to beat up Demetrius Andrade. And people saying that uh, the fight is done. You know what I'm saying? The fight is done. The fight is done. They agreed to the fight, but Al Heyman ultimately got to put his stamp, you know, right next to uh, David Benavidez's name for that to happen. So when we could talk about. What we got to talk about Demetrius Andrade. Got to fight. Zach Parker, Benavidez got to fight David Lemieux. So Ordinus Ugas is, is being real serious. He's, he's serious about fighting Terrence Crawford. You know what I'm saying? And why wouldn't he be? I fight Pacquiao. I beat Spence. I beat Pacquiao. I beat Spence. I beat Crawford. Come on. You know, even though he won't get the Canelo bag based off that, but, you know, his pay rate be looking different. He all the famer, bro. He all the famer. So, I mean, at the end of the day, bro, it makes no sense why. You know, he ain't asked for no tune-ups, you know. You know, he asked for big fights. You get all the belts, you can do what the hell you want to do. You know, I was talking to a line killer last night, and he said that he, he said, you know, Cubans don't win big fights in boxing. He said that's one of the reasons he ain't picking Ugas to defeat uh in pro boxing. He want to pick Ugas to beat Earl Spencer. Well, and I said, think about it, you're right. But also you got to think about it too. A lot of a lot of Cubans haven't been able to uh you know get a fair shake in a lot of big fights. Like Lars should a lot of people feel like Lars should be Canelo Alvarez, even though I felt it was a draw. So, you know, you, you always gotta understand too. A lot of times when, when Cuba's going to big fight, a lot of times they're older than what they say they are, and a lot of times they gotta sit and wait for the opportunity as well, too. 
A lot of these times these dudes got to sit and wait, and it's never good. So, like I said, you know, why not Ugas? Ugas in a good position. You got a guy in Earl Spence where his rumors circulating around his eye. Is his eye good enough to fight? Could you know the Nevada told him he couldn't fight with a, with that eye, and he ran in Texas. You got a guy who been off for a whole year, January, February, March. Abe, he been off for a year. Uh, he been off for what sixteen months? You know what I'm saying? You know, you. I mean, I would say he's in a, a good position, bro, to score the out, upset. Now, is he in a a good location? No, but at the end of the day, you know, we should rise. We should rise. You know what I'm saying? Why not you? Y'all, I'm just thinking from his standpoint. What better atmosphere is it to beat Earl Spence in front of all his fans? Come on. If you're looking at it, what better atmosphere is it to stamp your name in the history books to come in there and beat Dallas's favorite son in boxing? Come on. All the Cowboys going to be there. What better way? I mean, you should walk out with Aaron Rodgers. No, y'all niggas don't know each other. You probably don't even know what American football is. You should walk out with him. <laughs> Let him swing sweet home, Alabama. Aaron's on his way. Shit, you should. Shit, Errol Smith's definitely losing that night. You're in a good position. And now, you know, with this, people, more people seeing this interview, now he's saying that, you know, what if I win? I would like to fight Terrence Crawford. You're going to get a whole different fan base now. Now you're going to get people who didn't, really didn't care and just think Spence just going to walk all over you and crack your spine and break your back like a. Bane did Batman. I can get a whole different fan base. You know what I'm saying? Now, Earl Spence fans, they're going to be Earl Spence fans. They're going to say, well, Terrence Crawford fans, his three fans just being disrespectful right now, and, and, and Terrence Crawford fans need to pipe down and wait on Earl Spence. Fine. But if Ugas win, man, you know, and if Ugas a man in his, his word, then shit, it shouldn't even be an issue with the money. Ugas should get 50-50, 55-45, 45-45, to 10 to the win, however they want to do it. Now, will it be a biggest fight of Earl and Terrence Crawford? No, all that build up for nothing. You built that fight up for absolutely nothing. <laughs> but hopefully, if, if that if that is the case, hopefully they learn their lesson. But he said he'll fight him. Gotta respect it, bro. And he asked Al to fight him. You know what if he win? What if he win that three man? Come on, Pacquiao, Spence, and Crawford. It ain't out there ramming possibility. Or Ugas got a got a style that you know you really ain't never seen Ugas, especially with PBC outclass. Now you we haven't seen him pull away and outclass somebody like he should. But like I said before, Cubans historically don't win in big fights. But a lot it's a lot more to that than than to to the to the to the comment. A lot of these dudes get weighted out. A lot of these dudes get you know get the boogeyman treatment. A lot of these dudes older than what they say they are. So, I mean, shit, it is what it is. But if he, look, he be a little bit more vocal about this, you know, whenever they do a press conference, when, how, many, well, how many weeks we out from this fight? I mean, because then you, I mean, you got Shakir Stevenson and Valdez fighting at the MGM Grand a couple weeks after that. The packet was white and fury. We know tomorrow if they fight. So, we all what? We what? Uh, five, six, we seven weeks out. No press conference. You know, so I don't know what PBC doing, but he he, he got opportunity to say, man, I fight Crawford, man, and you know, Al let him fight Crawford. He gonna say Al so I can fight Crawford. Shit, he gonna get a whole new fan base. I'm gonna be giving him energy like a spirit bomb. You know, but at the end of the day, I mean, 
we messed up all that all that back and forth. I mean, Crawford might just still give Errol Spence an ass whooping at the fight Ugas. <laughs> if he win. True. Who knows? He said, I think War can beat Tony. I don't know about that. On the bad night, maybe Tony, you know, go to Burger King that day. No, Tony Star Wars. I was in middle school during them days. Prime Tony. He said Ward and Canelo would be crazy at 75. Man, Ward, Ward will fucking we're gonna take that orange penis and just drill it in the ground, man. It's a wrap. <laughs> Pause. I'm gonna drill Canelo a little orange little ass in the ground, man. Shit, wife had to pick him up. She the, I, mean, I ain't gonna say that. I ain't gonna say what Destiny said. I'm gonna play nice. James Tony will beat the dog crap out of Ward <laughs> for real. <laughs> He said, no doubt, misclassed Friday nights before the USA uh, Tuesday night fight. Shout out to you. I didn't know USA still was a table network. He said, even if Ugas beat Spence, uh, Thurman is next in line, and Al Ham will not let Ugas give those belts over to Crawford. That's Sean. He said, Rigadal over Donier. Uh, oh, yeah, that was a big fight. It wasn't like as far. Yeah, that was. Joe Carmesson lost a close fight. It could have went either way. We'll see what happens with Morel. Yeah, Morel like, also, most of the pressure is on uh, Spence. Ugas definitely going to have to handle those mandos. He'd be Spence. No more step aside money for him. Al, yeah, that, that shit going to step up. It's messed up, though. But, um, I mean, they can make it happen. I mean, what else more, more money you going to get? I mean, what what is the ultimate goal for PBC to have these bills? What, what is the ultimate goal? That's my thing. Earl Spence, get him. He going to move up. What's the ultimate goal? To hold on to all these belts. Crawford about to go and relinquish them. I don't understand what's so what's so special about the belts at this point. But Earl gonna have a lot of uh Earl gonna have a lot of questions after that fight. If Keith Thurman get in that ring and they make a verbal fight, Earl might as well not even go to the press conference. Earl about not speak to no fans, none of that. Real talk. Everybody said, well, Earl doing the heavy lifting. He wanted to do the heavy lifting. Everybody tell him to do that shit on his own. Earl wanted to do the heavy lifting. Crawford won to fight Keith Thurman. Crawford won to fight Ordinus Ulgas. Crawford won to fight Danny Garcia. Won to fight Mikey Garcia. Crawford wanted those fights to help you do the heavy lifting. But you said, I got to clean up my side of the street first. You want some help? Nah, I'm taking my time. Fly through a couple car windows. You know, smoking that smoke. Drinking that irk and jerk, gang banging. Okay. Cool. Pandemic. Cool. Eye problem. Damn. Cool. Come on. Ooh, guys. Come on. Shit. <laughs> All these excuses, bro. Like, it is what it is, bro. You know, who guys do win he, and he able to keep his word? Why not? You know? They they giving us old recursive fights and nobody gonna hold now. Well, y'all y'all already are holding now Hammond feet to the fire, and I'm proud of y'all. You know, Jake Paul got caught in the cross here, so what? It gotta be Casualties Award. Keep Thurman Pepper, you did 30,000. Good. Nobody bought Ortiz and Martin. Good. We all been on cold. Keep Thurman, good. We all stay on cold with Spencer Luga. I don't care about all these little social media cash talking. We're gonna hold hands and go to the Spence fight. We're gonna support our brother Spence. Go ahead. I ain't buying it. I send out. I send Bob Aaron a donation of seventy five or hundred dollars for making secure an Oscar before I spend money on Earl Spence. What about the brothers, man? What about the brother? I don't care about that fake pro black crap. Y'all, YG said, man, when everybody want to act pro black, 
out of here, Nipsey Hassel. Nipsey, he said black owners in these ga- black owners in these games are some powerful racists. Care about Al Hamey, he one of them. Care about you chasing green. Shoot. I messed up, bro. And I hope y'all, I hope a lot of y'all dudes who've been blaming Crawford or said we're gonna wait till we see the Spence fight. I hope y'all stay on cold. Keep Thurman coming from, from the raft. No, it's Keith Thurman. You think I'm cute. You think I'm sexy. I got all the PBC fans. Why don't just man, he fly from the rafters and shit, man? I hope y'all keeping a hundred. I don't know we won't see him Crawford and Spence in the ring together. Like, come on, let's do it. You know, um, I won't fight Karen Crawford. I want to ride my horses and clean my cattle's ass and crack me some fresh fresh eggs. Y'all gonna be yeah, 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 you know, give me some fresh eggs at Earl Crib tonight, man. Yeah, Earl said come over tonight, man. Yeah, they have the seep of him, young busy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm going to Earl House. Well, <laughs> y'all Terrence Crawford fans sitting here help, help uh, uh sitting here waiting on the fight, that ain't gonna never happen. Earl told me at a sleepover last night that we wasn't fighting. <laughs> yep, yep, y'all hoping for nothing. Y'all y'all helping for nothing. <laughs> Crazy, bro. There's going to be some people out here who going to say, you know, they're going to justify it. But damn, I just, I just, I just mean the, the barometer keep getting moving on. Then he's going to say, well, I was informed by the WBC while I was, uh, while I was riding my cattle uh, yesterday, finishing off my training, chopping wood on my hundred acre ranch that I had to fight Keith, Keith Thurman. Here's what it is the game. It's the game. Meanwhile, Ugas want to fight. Why say all these men were if Earl Spence, they you know, they might let him fight. But Ugas gonna have men, Ugas gonna get stripped. They're gonna treat him like we're Dennis. They're gonna treat him like Rigandile. Ugas, you gonna fight Josh Taylor next? <laughs> strip. Ugas, you gonna fight with two F stay on his neck? Strip. <laughs> Keith Thurman gonna try to strip Ugas. That's messed up, though. That's how the game go. How the game go. But until the fighters step up and do something different, then it is what it is. Him and Ugas be a good fight, too. Him and Earl be a good fight. Who knows? Ugas and Earl gonna be a good fight. It's messed up. Ugas gotta go to a nigga backyard and spank him. But I guess with Cubans, they always gotta go to somebody's backyard and spank him. But we speaking. They can lie about them Earl Spence numbers they want to. They can lie about them and about them over there on to. Don't order that shit. If you do order, so be it. I ain't mad at you. Dun, 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 dun. I ain't mad at you. They only say Earl Spence and Ugas did 500,000. Then they on internet on Twitter. Oh, I did Earl Spence and Biz and Lexus and Coops. And he gonna got he won uh, Ugas Cartier glasses. I'm like, okay, I ain't buying that, bro. I ain't buying that. I ain't buying it. Y'all don't even see uh, uh, Crawford do the, the do the little uh, screw whoop. You don't even see when he did the screw whoop, dude. You said, man, y'all need to boycott this. Boycott it. So the numbers look down. You heard him say that to Radio Raheem? He said, the fans need to boycott this. He said, screw whoop. He told the boxing fans, you need to boycott this to to to, to Spansy, Spans, Pan, Fancy Pants Spence getting the ring with me. He was like, screw whoop. So Crawford said, keep boycotting. He right. Keep boycotting. That's the only thing that made Pacquiao and Errol ha- Pacquiao Floyd happen. That's the only thing that made Pacquiao Floyd happen because they, everybody money was getting funny from the pay-per-views and the networks like, you know what? Y'all old geezers ain't doing the numbers y'all doing. Y'all need to fight. That's the only reason Pacquiao. Pacquiao was spending a million, million, half, two million. 
They never fought each other. Fans stopped paying for it. And then once it actually did happen, you know what I'm saying? Once it did happen, then what? It, it was anticlimactic. Like, man, I'm like, man, you like you've been chopping this girl all day. Kids gone. She like you slide through, Brad slide through. You like, man, I'm about to tear, I'm about to tear her shit up. Then you just it's twack, it's trash. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, you didn't climax nothing, bro. You smell like woman, like you like, bro, bro. You, I mean, it's like, boy, I ain't calling Pam back. That's what it was, bro. You can top game this girl. I went on days. Y'all had intimate conversations. And she didn't share some stuff with you. You didn't fake share some stuff with her. You know, then it's time to go bang, bang, bang. And you go like dang, dang, dang. It's trash. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, bro, she on the she on the Z team. Like, bro, if I don't got nothing on the floor, if I can't got nothing from the club, can't get nothing from the restaurant, can't get nothing from from the let out, can't get nothing, can't get A Z B Z G G. I like I call her like if I'm at my most horniest point. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's it. I'm gonna call her at my most. She like, well, I ain't got nothing else on the floor. <laughs> nothing, not lotion, not oil, nothing. So I mean, that is what it is. That is what it is. You got to pack y'all Mayweather with nothing good in the hood. With nothing. Man, went to the gym the next day. People said, I never bought another Floyd Mayweather fight. Floyd made y'all wait all them years for him to, right, 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 left, 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 roll up. Come on, man, out of here, man. Floyd posing, take Pacquiao head off his shoulder. Ba ba ba. Uh, hit the rolly stove with the rolly on. He supposed to do the T Grizzly. Floyd went out there. He played. Uh, what's that? What's that game, Mister Operator? Where you operate on the damn little thing and hit the buzzers. <laughs> Come on, man. Floyd out there. You know, <laughs> out there playing. Touch me, tease me, hold me tight, and don't let go. Pacquiao losing. You like, man? Niggas is complaining like a mother. Niggas hitting the air in the gym. To all this money on this fight. Also, most of the pressure is on spin. He said, uh, Oh, guys, definitely going to have to hand over. Okay, I read that one, that one. He said, Bro, you talking to him? He said, We already know Al got the bag ready for WC. Yeah, come on, got it ready. Keep Thurman rank number three. Number three. He ranked right here from number from out the top 40 to number three. What money bag said? He said, I, I saw the shot of my nigga. And I ain't even. He said, "What he said, I ain't even call it. Whatever he said, he said I ain't even. I mean, I ain't even catch it." I'll tell y'all right here and there. I let Al don't show his face. One of these fans might pow Al. You know what I'm saying? Fred might see Al and just go postal. <laughs> come on, come on. He's, Al, that's why Al hiding his face. He ain't running from investors. Just investment. Mean, he running from regular diggers to the street. Pow, nigga. Brad said, "You said to spend some crap for fighting me." Now. Now, now, wow, wow, I'm like 80, like, bro, like, bro, we about power when he's been in the fight on Al. Floyd, like, um, um, Al, I told you, take my security. Um, um, come on, man. Al single handedly destroyed a, a, a great sport, bro. Yes, I'm blaming the brother. He said, We already, or they said, Andy, what's going on? He said, You expect Canelo fight announcement this week? They already saying he's delaying the announcement because. 
his okay okay read that come on now man come on come on i heard he had been supposed to make an announcement like yesterday or two days ago i don't know you can't do that andy come on andy you got a friend in me but you can't say that on my channel andy you gotta use it allegedly at least Ugas looks like a middleweight next to Crawford. Yeah, he's a big guy. Big guy. I don't know about middleweight. Yeah, yeah, operation. That's what it was, Jonathan. We operation. Uh, he said, "Like Al Hamer beef up Fred." <laughs> Fred a little. Fred ain't even a quarry. You mean Fred like a little shit zoo, bro? I don't even know shit zoo's good. You hey, look, you 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 make a you make a shit too mad enough, a shit too gonna fight. I don't know what he is, but I mean it is what it is. But I like to see, I like to see it, bro. You know, if Ugas be spent, and you know, you know Crawford want to come back and get Spence an opportunity, he should too. Still can see it. Still, you know, one loss don't mean nothing. Shit, people wanted to act like Mildred Taylor one loss to Chavez meant everything to his career. It didn't he? Still came back and won the title. So you know. A loss ain't gonna define who got who already lost before. So, so I mean, this is what it is. It's crazy. It's crazy, but I mean. I mean, at the end of the day, just wait for this to be over. This whole cycle of of of, of, of marinating until we got until you know our pockets determine when we get fights. It ain't like when we we you know we boycott. We should keep boycott. Make this shit sub one hundred thousand. Ain't no it ain't no no issue with Ugas or nothing like that. But man, come on, man, don't don't pay for this, bro. I wouldn't pay for this. It ain't nothing, nothing against Spence neither. Like damn, if you call your shot, be like you know what after this, bro. Come to spend, come to Crawford, get a contract. Say, you know what? We 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 got an agreement and deal to win or fight Crawford. Or if I win, I fight. Cool. I don't have no issue with it. But then why we got why we left with footsteps in the dark? Why we why we left not knowing the plan, bro? I don't care. I don't care nothing about your self-inflicted wounds. That's your fault. You know? Well, at least Ugas got the balls enough to say he'll fight the dude, but it calm down to Al Heyman. No, no, I'm like, bro, I'm tired of him, bro. I won't spend another dime at his event, bro. At all. Won't. You just think that Crawford should have some type of tampering there or some shit where they already had agreement and deal. So I just put a spotlight on. They say, yeah, but if B on Triple G, then he's Triple G said he ain't fighting. Sound like Triple G about to hit the rope a duck. Triple G said he don't want it. Now Hamlin's the Grand Reaper Boston. He just hate to say that about a brother. He said, "Yeah, I agree, Ricky. Y'all got me. Y'all got Al. We gotta get some. Oh, gotta get some opening odds on Allen and Fred. <laughs> some opening odds on Allen, Fred. Hilarious, hilarious, man. But shit, I just want to see these niggas fight. But you know, a lot of y'all don't want to see them fight. I don't get it, bro. We deserve this. Shit, or at least somebody need to fight. Shoot." Somebody need to fight. Somebody need to get there. Well, they got open eyes on Ugas suspense too. Y'all want to see him? Before I get off here, or Dennis Ugas is a plus two seventy versus Spence. Spence opens up at a negative four hundred. So okay, if you don't understand what the language means, yeah, Mel got a loss too. GK Black, if you don't understand what the language means. It's. Uh, 
running for your life. Okay, so okay, let's start off with Ugas. If Ugas win, just win by any method. If you bet a hundred, you win two hundred and seventy dollars. If Earl win any method, the money line, you have to bet four hundred dollars to win a hundred. So I always think we see plus that number equals. If you bet a hundred, that's what that number equal. You win two seventy in profit. Every hundred you bet, you win two seventy. Every four hundred, we see the negative. Every like number, it take that number to win a hundred. So, yep. So they got they got methods and stuff already. This is as far as that they got money three way. They got tie. So the tie set of two thousand. Tie is always like that two thousand. So hundred gives you two thousand if they tie. And you know you know then you got the one same numbers there. Damn, they're set without three fifty. So other than that, they ain't got nothing else set up there. So that's it until we get more uh, props on there. Then we'll talk about that. Um, other than that, they got Fury listed as a negative 650 over to Dillian White's 420. Valdez and Shakir Stevenson open up. Stevenson, I mean, Stevenson opens up as a negative 350 favorite. Valdez opens up as a 245 favorite. Let me see. That's all they got for sprints. So. Amanda Serrano, for those who care, they both negative a negative 111. Serrano and Katie Taylor. Uh, Usyk opens up as a negative 225 to AJ's plus 172. So, yep, 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 yep. So, there you go. They got a, they got a default date if y'all are concerned about that. It's a default date. So, they figure out the real. But other than that, man, uh, you got any other questions, I'll answer them. He said Spence versus Ugas fight is not going to generate a lot of pay-per-view, probably seven. I hope it generates seven. That's what I'm hoping for. Hope some of them LDBC fees don't go towards that. <laughs> mm. But um shit, pretty much, you know, that's it. I ain't got no other questions. Watch this ball star game. If it's trash, I'm turning on the movie. You know how we do. But uh, you can listen to this next morning on Spotify, ad free, Goodfellow TV podcast. I have it up by TNAM. Uh, if you listen to it on Spotify or Anchor, Goodfellow TV podcast, you listening to it other than YouTube, you can find me on Anchor, Spotify, Goodfellow TV podcast, either or Twitch, Goodfellow underscore TV 313. If you want to find us, you support the channel, Cash App, Dollar Sign, CJ Good 313, Venmo, CJ Good 313, PayPal, link description. Appreciate the love support. Other than that, peace.